following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Dude, I, you know how many people fucking tag me in the biscuit shit? Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Back for our anniversary episode, the Out of Tune Podcast. One year, boys. How we doing? Uh, I wish I had some some cake. Yeah, Yeah. Brian, why don't you get us cake? I, sorry, I wish I could send virtual cake. How are we celebrating? We're celebrating by doing another episode, and this time I feel like we're at our greatest distance from each other that we've ever been. Uh, We did one episode where we were all on top of each other sharing headphones and mics, and then we said, this doesn't work great, so let's just Zoom. And then for the one-year anniversary, Nate said, I'm literally going to be out of town. Uh, Doug just rolled back into his driveway about, I don't know, 10 minutes ago. And we're missing Alex and we're missing Matt. So <laughs> this is a unique one-year anniversary episode that I wasn't necessarily planning on, but we'll take what we can get. Uh, let's go around the room. How are we all doing? Nate, how, how's it going? Coming at you live from Oswego, New York. Oh, shit. Uh, good. Doing good. Do you want to give a shout out to the hotel chain you're at? No, but I will bitch because their pillows are like half pillows. They don't have full size pillows. They're like a half a pillow, and it really, really sucks. But did you get the Bible? Oh, dude, I got a story for you about that. I'm sure you've heard it before, uh, but I don't know if there's a Bible in here or not. It probably is. There is, there and is. it's probably the King James version. It's in the drawer. Nope. Last, no, last one of the last ones I stated, I checked, and there wasn't a Bible. There's stolen fucking bad. It's probably floating <laughs> over your head when you sleep. <laughs> Dude, his room's got a copy of the Necronomicon. God. <laughs> <laughs> that would be how we would roll. Uh, how about Jerka? How are we doing over there? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, looking yeah. good. Oh, did you oh, stand up? You. You're glowing. Like the, the sun and yeah, all of a sudden you're just Jerka is glowing. I yeah. think the Bible's hovering over him. Yeah, he might be Jesus. I'm anointed. <laughs> Saint Jerka. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gallardo, how's it going, my friend? Nothing, just fighting, you know, fighting the gravity in this crooked room. That's right. <laughs> I'm doing fighting all right. foundation issues left and right. <laughs> I'm not spinning. But the world oh, is. Boy. The world has been never stopping. And last but not least, do Dougie the Creole crocodile himself. I'm doing good, but man, it's been hectic lately. Yeah. 
well, my wife is going to Italy on Monday, so it's like crunch time. So it's like we're out running around. This is why I forgot about everything. You know, we've been to the mall, this and that, getting this, oh, just getting everything set for when she's gone. So yeah. So you don't get to go to Italy? Not this time, no. Not this time. You have gone? No, I <laughs> I haven't because COVID had other plans for me. But uh, yeah, they're they're going back. Uh, her dad, um, that her family still owns the house that her dad was born in, and they're going back again. So they're going to spend two weeks, the whole family, and uh, I think it's awesome. I'm, I'm super happy for them all. So. so it's you and the doggo for two weeks. Yeah, it'll be me, the dog, and Bianca. Oh, Bianca's hanging with you. Yeah, she at least someone's there to supervise you. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, like I said at the intro, there it's our one year anniversary. One year today, we or close to today, we released our first episode, and I think we've kind of honed our craft here. I think we kind of know what we're doing, so we decided that we do a little bit of mix of stuff we've done before and something new, and that leads into nate nate's got apparently a question for us yeah so i thought we were gonna do the hall of fame stuff first but we can start with this oh we're starting with this i want to do this first all right so got a question for you guys and i didn't want to put it in the uh in the group chat or anything because i wanted it i want your your raw opinion on this what do you guys think each of you what do you think is the best rock song written in the last 20 to 30 years? Oh, damn. That's, it could, it, it, that's a hard question. I know. And it could be, it, it doesn't have to be the best. It could, it's just one of the most well-written songs. And for me, break stuff. Come on. <laughs> I was for me, kidding. That was, that was a joke. I, I was hoping so. I know when my, my answer for that would be Coheed and Cambria. Welcome home. Is that the one they open up with every show? I don't know. I've never seen them. Um, but it's got a good hook. It's got repetitive chorus and everything. It's got an awesome uh, guitar guitar lick in it. It's just got everything that a rock song needs. And it's That's just... Do, 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 do. Welcome, welcome home. I'm terrible with song titles. I don't... It starts real slow. So. No. No, it's like... Uh, yeah, like, yeah, uh, you do the and pinch, pinch, pinch harmonics, and uh, oh, it's it's a heavy. It's probably their heaviest song. Okay, Oh, uh, man, that's the one that goes, "Mama, that... Mama, I'm welcome home." Yeah, that it just gets ruined by I mean, dude singing. You're not gonna get me to argue against that. I think Coheed and Cambria is one of the most well thought out. Hey, hang on a sec. I just, I just did that. Oh my god! Yeah, I've heard this song. Oh boy. Good that luck with later on that one. That's not going to balance out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good yeah. song, man. I like that That's a song. great song. No, they. I think they are one of the most well thought out and well planned and therefore well constructed band song writing duos ever. Excuse me. 
it, they 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 put a lot of thought into well i mean the, the music is based off of the dude's comic book That's a good. Uh, I'm not prepared to come anywhere close to that. I don't think. Uh, yeah. Like I, and, and that's not me saying. Well, the whole idea of me posing the question this way is not was for you to not be prepared, because okay. I want you to have to think on your toes. Good, good. I like this. And it doesn't. It doesn't hurt that uh, he's Getty Lee's son. Uh, you know, if I, if I, if I, if I, if I mean, I don't know for sure that that's untrue, but like, I'm like 99.9% sure that that's untrue. He totally reminds me of like a super young Getty. They're fantastic musicians till he opens his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I love it. What do you think, Jarka? You know, the other day I was thinking like, if rock music was still like more mainstream than it was compared to like whatever all this bullshit is with like the pro tools pop stars now and shit like queens of the stone age should probably be like one of the biggest bands in the world right now just what i've heard from the last couple albums so i'm kind of like leaning towards something by them yeah i just i can't really i can't really pick, pick down a song though yeah I've heard I've heard their stuff that was uh, on the uh, at the that would have been on the radio, but I haven't ever dove deep into them. But I've always liked what I heard from them. It's just it's just one of those bands where it's like, why are these not like? Why is Josh Homey not like the biggest like rock star on, on the planet right now? Like every time I like I've heard something like that. Like if this was twenty years ago, he'd be everywhere. But you know. Now he's just in divorce battles with uh, whatever his ex-wife Brody from Distillers. That's all you hear about. So, are are they the one where uh, Dave Grohl played a role in getting them started? Played the drums for him at first. Yeah, I think is that somebody yes. else. Yes. Yeah, okay. I don't have a song, Nate, but uh, uh-huh. Human Abstract comes to mind. Yeah. I know they're not well known. Um, Doesn't have to be. Yeah. I always thought, especially that second album where they got a little more experimental with their sound, you could really hear while each band member tried to have their own voice, there was like a real, I don't know, weird melting pot of like a sound that came out of that album. I'm not I'm not super familiar with that album. <clears throat> but their uh first one I'm still listening to all the time. Oh hell yeah. And and even even that one, I think you could make an argument for it, especially considering the fact that the dude played guitar for like two years when uh when they recorded it. Blardo, do you have anyone that's jumping out to you? No. I mean I don't know. That's what you should should have said like the last five years or twenty to twenty five. That's just a whole lifetime worth of music. Yeah. Yeah. Originally you said that, and I because I'm so stupid old. Um, <laughs> I, I was like Metallica. I'm like, oh god, no, you, no. I'm talking about. 
Reload? No. Yeah. Uh, uh. Saint Anger. Ugh. That's <laughs> God help us all. Mm. What about you, Doug, who kind of sits on the fringe of rock and roll? Well, I, I tell you, to be honest with you, as soon as he posed this question, I knew exactly what song I was going to put out there. I think it's Nutshell by uh, Allison Chain. Yeah, but that's like the 30-year mark. No, I know. Oh, I said really? 20 to 30 years. Oh, you said 20 to 25. Huh? Even still. I said 20 to 30. All right. Uh, how about um, Jeepers, Creepers? I don't know, man. man you get those Jeepers? Jeepers, yeah. <laughs> nutshell really just comes to mind, but um, God, what's a really- I, mean, I, I think that's acceptable. <clears throat> I mean, the, the the time frame is just kind of oh, pretty, pretty basic. We'll go back a little further. Well, even what is Doug? You you might even know what's that song they released well after Lane was gone, and they kind of reformed once again, and they dropped one huge single. I want to say probably around like 2010 or something like that. Does anyone know? I'm trying to find it right now on Google. I'm, I got it in my head. Like it know. just it slams just like any old school Allison Chains tune. Like yeah, I don't slams a Miller Lite. <laughs> <sighs> That's all right. We don't want to. We don't want to think of it. It's fine. I'm terrible with song titles. Well, I'm gonna have to go Soundgarden. My wave then. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Just so I can I'm, go back a little further than I thought. Well, yeah, I mean, I am. I, I mean, do that it, was like, what, super crazy. unknown. That was what, like 97, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. It, it, yeah, somewhere around there, for sure. That might be in the, uh, let's take a look. And I think that might, the, the genre of grunge might be the last true standalone. It's clearly rock and roll genre that was new like a new kind of sound but it was obviously like it's rock but mm-hmm. i don't know now we just get emo punk i still don't understand I, I still don't see how like alice chains pearl jam soundgarden fit into that grunge sound well alice and chains when they first toured western new york doug you can correct me if i'm wrong but our good buddy dean told me that he saw Alice in Chains open up for like Pantera, um, like that. No, they. Oh, oh, who was it that they opened up for? Um, Metallica. I yeah, think. it was some really heavy band, and they didn't go over very well because right. he remembers it, they got booed like crazy. Not booed, but yeah. like people just did not enjoy it. Right. Exactly. It, it didn't work. It. I mean, it was just you know. That's also back at a time where, like, dude, you listen to Thrash, and that's all you listen to. Everybody else fucking sucked, bro. <laughs> so you listen to Thrash, or you listen to punk rock, or you listen to glam. Like, that's all it was back then. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong, Doug. I don't know. I was a, <laughs> I was a wee. Well, I mean, kind of, yeah, and kind of no. I mean, it was, I don't know, music back then was like, uh, I'll, I'll say I'll say this. One thing about 
when I was in my 20s and stuff like that growing up, there wasn't the genres that there is nowadays at all. It was just like, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know how to explain it. I mean, we had grunge. There was industrial. I mean, it was all really kind of like, as soon as you were, oh, they're an industrial band. You knew exactly what they were talking about. Today, I really don't. You know what I mean? I don't know. Whatever. No, I hear you. Because genres, genres are bullshit. There's my plug for this episode saying that. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's a, it is a callback to the last episode, so that's for sure. And wouldn't you say maybe like back in like that back then, like the like the genres also were kind of not just musical genres, but they were also kind of their own kind of subcultures. Like you had people, if you listen to this music, you also dress a certain way. Yeah. You had certain yeah. brands. Oh yeah. Nowadays it's, you know, I, you know, you can listen to whatever, you know, it doesn't really, it's much more diverse. Like, I guess. Well, Did any of you see the video of the wedding party? All the groomsmen, the DJ played knock loose and they started moshing. No, uh, no. And that it was pretty, it's pretty, pretty humorous to see eight <laughs> dudes crowd killing each other at a wedding. I love that. <laughs> I do. I do think that it all stemmed from, and man, we're on a tangent. I love it. it. You would see what you saw on stage and you would kind of like replicate it and kind of want to like dress like them as sometimes like back in the day, that's what it seemed like. Like you kind of wanted to look the part, but then mm-hmm. I saw, then I always bought into that. And then I saw bury your dead with the original singer. And he's wearing a white on white Amber Crombie and Fitch t-shirt. <laughs> and I said, you know what? It don't fucking matter. Listen to what you want. Dress how you want. None of it fucking matters. Because that's what that dude was doing. And it was awesome. <laughs> what did my buddy say when the Bills play the Dolphins last year that Mike McDaniel looks like he's about to he's going to leave the sideline and pick up a guitar and play for a hardcore show? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Damn, Nate. I want to go deeper on this. Can we come back for a part two? Yeah, I, th- I mean, I feel like this could be an actual topic, <clears throat> but I just thought it would be fun to have a spur of the moment question like that. Yeah, it was very cool. Thanks. I hated it. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's a good idea that we can turn it into an actual topic. Uh, speaking of topics. Here's one I wanted to ask you guys about. I don't want to do anything without the boy, the rest of the boys here. Um, but what is your best driving song? Somebody said here, and why isn't it kickstart my heart? That was me. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It goes back to like Gran Turismo, like four kickstart. My heart was like one of the songs on the video game. And it was just like, yeah. So now, now when, now that I'm older driving a car, if that song comes on, it just gets me going, man. I don't even like Motley Crue. <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, there, there's a potential for a pretty good segue here with uh, Kickstart My Heart being the uh, topic of conversation. Uh, what's our the, favorite the, drug of the, choice to do while listening to music? No, for the, for the, for the cover songs. <laughs> Where did Doug just go? I don't know. Hi, Doug. He'll rejoin. Oh, I don't 
think I really have a specific song that I put on when I'm driving. That's not that you put it on, but like if what song, I mean, what I meant by that was like, what song when it comes on, do you find yourself maybe going a little over the speed limit, maybe driving a little faster, taking some more chances? Um, I got one. It's uh velvet revolver. Uh, set me free. Okay. Just that opening riff. Dun, 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 dun. And then it just, then you get, you know, they get right into it. And then just next thing you know, you're kind of going at least five miles per hour faster down the street. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's kind of like, like a same, like once it gets going, kind of like kickstart your heart or, or like, like highway star by deep purple, kind of like that. Just, you know, get you going. Yeah. I know I've definitely found myself. Doug, are you in a forklift? <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do all kinds of stuff. I'm sitting outside with my phone. I closed the meeting out. Oh my! God. Your little your little patio thing. It just looks like you're in a forklift. <laughs> I know. I don't. I don't have the top on it right now. <laughs> Yeah, I know I found myself driving down the road <clears throat> and just getting into a tune and I look down and, and like, oh shit, I better slow down. But I don't know I don't know that I have even have that there's a specific one that comes to mind for me. It's more I, just something that would be like heavy and upbeat and fast. Which is thank God a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And and no, no, I, I know I made mention of it in the group chat when we did the hardcore episode, listening to some of that. I was just like, this is just not good for my license. Like a lot of that faster paced. Well, that's what you said, yeah, when we were doing the hardcore album. Yeah. You're like, this, this is, is like trouble. Like shit, dude. I'm doing fucking 70 and a 55. Like <laughs> <laughs> I would say I don't have a specific band or even genre really that like makes you want to drive faster, but I definitely have bands and genres that I like to just crank up when I'm in the middle of traffic and roll down the windows because I can be that guy. Cause I don't give a shit. I get forced to listen to all sorts of crappy stuff while I'm sitting at a light. So I started embracing it. And my favorite is anything from after the burial but specifically, what is it? Heavy lies the crown. It's just, mm. it just slams. It just slams, and it's it's awesome the looks I get, and I I embrace it. <laughs> My new favorite for that situation would probably be Electric Cowboy. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> hyper, hyper. <laughs> see Nate dancing at a light to hyper hyper. I would love to see Nate like literally hop out of the car like mid song while he's at a red light and just start in the middle of the road to electric cowboy. <laughs> Doug, you got I, one that comes to mind? I do, and maybe Dave can uh, help me out with this. Okay. Uh, it. I heard it on a TV show, so I tested it myself. And it has definitely lived up to what I thought it would be. So you guys familiar with the No Reservations show with Anthony Bourdain? Yes. Okay. So he did a show with Josh Hame from Queens of the Stone Age. And the whole, uh, uh, what was that? Uh, uh, Rancho de la Luna, the studio that they have out in that uh, 
in the desert out there. Well, the whole show starts out with this song where Anthony Bourdain's literally driving in this car down this road. And I cannot remember the name of the song for the life of me right now. And I was trying to find it. That's how I, uh, you know, closed out the meeting and uh, had a reactor. But, um, uh, oh my gosh, I cannot remember the name of the song. I, I haven't seen that episode yet that you told me to watch. Um, but it is a Queens of the Stone Age song. Dave, did you ever see this? Hello? 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 You're kind of... Hello? Am I breaking up again? A little bit. I think you're okay now. Okay. So, so it's, um, the, it's the beginning of that No Reservations with um, Josh Hame on it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see the episode yet. To, uh, but uh, it was, was it Queens of the Stone Age? Oh, absolutely, 100%. Yeah. Because I found the song. I just don't remember the name. Was there like piano in it? Like real fast piano? No, no, no. It kind of just started out like um, with like some weird bendy notes. And then it just goes. And just, just, it's just constant. It just doesn't stop from beginning to end. It's just the same tempo, but it changes, and it just—it's just a driving tune, man. <laughs> oh, I think I—I I, I, I can I can kind of hear it in my head in a little bit too. Yeah, uh, maybe songs for the deaf. No, it's definitely not off that off that record. It's, oh no! It's, uh, okay. uh, it might have been off a of rated R or um, what the hell's that other one? I can't remember. Anyways, I'm lame. <laughs> so Doug trying to make that sound, you know, make make what that song sounds like. And Finchy, you doing that with Welcome Home earlier. That's a topic that we gotta do for a show. Guess the song where you try and just <laughs> make make up make the noise and everybody's gotta guess the song. <laughs> name that tune. Well, you try to try to lose try to lose listeners. I could do that. Oh, I'd, I'd listen. That whole to episode, they were just going. What was that song? You know, come on. Should do an episode. Guess the bleh. Oh, let's compile a list of blast blast beats. Like, all right, name this band. Oh, we're assholes. Uh, the best kind, though. Uh, another one I wanted to pick uh, your guys' brains on was the, the bands that are disliked. But why? I mean, we might leave it on this one, and we'll we'll, we'll move on to our next uh, subject. But uh, Gallardo, you get picked on quite a bit for your love. Of Limp Biscuit. Is that a band that you would want to know? Why does everyone pick on this band? Oh, no, because I totally know why. Okay. Fred Durst was a douchebag. His lyrics are terrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they were really in our face for a while. The thing I don't understand, though, is I mean, like, if you listen to just ignore, try, I mean, there's got to be out there where it's like there's no lyrics. Listen to the music. Like, the rest of them are like really, really good musicians. But 
That's neither here nor there. Like, what about uh? Why why does everybody hate Nickelback? Because every song sounds the fucking same. Okay. Yeah. I I too just like Nickelback, but I I was playing I was playing a game on my phone for a while where it would play like uh, the first fifteen seconds of a song, right? And you gotta guess the song, and you could play against random people. And I was playing against some random dude, and every time it was his turn, he would pick the back of best of Nickelback. And I <laughs> swear to God, every single one sounded the same. I it was it was like my own personal hell. It was horrible. Who's that other ba- oh uh, theory of a dead man? They're like Nickelback Jr. Yeah. <laughs> dude, we were sitting there, my buddy I went to Rock on the Range with oh, shit about nine, ten years ago. He he wanted to watch Theory of a Dead Man, so I fuck it, I was there with just him. So if I gotta sit there, gotta stand there with him. And I'm sitting there like whatever that bad girlfriend song or whatever comes on. I look at him. I'm like, this they're covering a Nickelback song. He's like, no, this is theory. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) And then another one of their like radio hits came on. And I just look at him. I'm like, that's not Nickelback. I'm like, there was like, like every, like this, this, I thought this was Nickelback. Their song. uh, I don't know if it's actually what it's called, but it's like, I hate my life or something like that. Yeah. That's where they're ripping off social distortion. I fucking hate that song so much. Anytime I hear it, I'm just I just think, God damn it. If I was playing music for a living, I okay. uh, pissed him off so much he froze. Music. <laughs> uh, I I picked this topic and I feel bad because I don't even know if we're the right people to even talk about this because we'll list a band like, oh, everyone, like, how about this? Uh, guys, I'll jam out to Fallout Boy, but not like on purpose. It's not like I have like a playlist of Fallout Boy or anything, but like they, sh- I was going through the cover songs. I know, segue. Um, and they did a cover of Beat It with John Mayer, and I kind of dug it. And then it kind of clicked in my head. I'm like, man, I think I like Follow Play way more than I should. But <laughs> they started. They started off as like a metal band, but then they switched they, to that. Pop then they, they stuff fell they off doing just because. Boy, did they fall off! Did they? They were a metal band. I I think that's what I heard. But then they they decided that there wasn't <clears> much <throat> of like a real future in that. So they uh, started doing what they what they do now. So <clears throat> could be mistaken. Pete Wentz, I heard he's a fucking huge asshole. It's called selling out. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's called making that cheddar. I remember when selling out was like a really bad thing, and now like nowadays everyone just kind of like, yeah, we just do. It. Everyone just does it for the money. Well, I mean, it's 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 only bad in my eyes when you fight the narrative for so long, or you're you're a loud and proud against selling out, like <clears throat> Five Finger Death Punch, where they literally had wrote on like their websites and like inside their album liner, like, "No, oh, we'll never sell out. We'll never change our sound. We're metal dreaded." very first second that the uh, the record label came to him and goes guys that hit single that we all love is not going to work on the radio i need to do a version where you don't scream as much the very first hit was a sellout yeah it took it, it took them a week before they sold out 
but they like fought the narrative for like the longest time. I was like, you, you guys don't know who you are. I look up and I see some dude in some sort of Komodo, like Kung Fu warrior outfit. Another dude's like trying to be straight punk rock. The other dude looks like he literally stumbled in from a construction site. And the lead singer is mimicking eating a poisoned apple, taking a bite and then throwing it into the crowd. He did all this live. I watched him as he's saying about a poison apple. He took a pretend bite of a pretend apple and he pretended to throw it into the crowd. Okay. Wow. No reason not to hate this band. I know. He should have went to sleep forever in a glass case. Um, that's like a Snow White reference. Whatever. No, that's no White. I don't know which one's which. <laughs> Snow White was the apple. Right. The apple. And she slept in a glass coffin. That's pretty fucking metal. I think so. Or was it? I, but I don't. I don't. I, that part I'm not sure about because I don't no, know if Sleeping Beauty core. was in the glass coffin. I don't think anyone's relying on us to get this right, so I, I feel <laughs> obligated to. Snow White was pretty math metal. <laughs> yeah, she just counted all seven dwarves and. <clears throat> Anywho, we'll leave the rest of the topics for another day, but it was fun to go down a little rabbit hole like that. Uh, all started by Nate. So that was fun. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Let's uh, vote someone out of the Hall of Fame. And uh, we all kind of agreed on this. Um, we're sp- Are we supposed to say the person on like the count of three or... I forgot uh, who it was. I, I, I don't know. Remember I remember agreeing on something, but I I know, like after the list for the new inductees came out, I know who yes. I want to win. Oh okay. man, that list is okay. so much okay, longer then, than yes. I initially yes. thought. The 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 girl that became famous for writing a one hit wonder that actually wasn't even a hit until thirty something years later, a show you know called Stranger Things comes along and sam and samples it on their episodes and uses it. Avril Levine. What? If only. E- exactly. No, it's that chick they were seeing running up the hill. Kate, Kate Bush. Bush. Kate motherfucking Bush. Uh, Doug, tell us about Kate Bush. Here, let's all well, sit down on Doug's lap and hear not even, a little okay. story. It's story time. I'll tell you and a yeah, little bit about, about Kate Bush. Kate Bush was born in the United States. Uh, <laughs> she sang and. Uh, the end. Actually, she's from England. Well, I mean, we're part of England. Well, no, no we're not. <laughs> we won the war, goddammit. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so, like, Kate Bush wasn't a thing, right, Doug? Like, we're not crazy in thinking this. Nah, she had her time. You know, there was a quick moment where she was a big deal, but nothing like she was a flash in the pan. Yeah. She was she she was big in Europe. She's bigger in Europe than she was in America. Yeah, which that could that could very that. well be. Well, that's that's what I because I got into an argument with somebody about her on uh, on Facebook one time, and uh, then I that person called you did mate, some research because right? <laughs> I wanted to be right in my argument, and she was pretty big. She she was she was pretty big in Europe, okay. uh, but never really like she was known here, but not nearly as popular as she was over there. I got you. I didn't know anything of her until Stranger Things. Exactly. Yeah, I never did. I think that's probably 
a pretty common uh, thought on her at this day and age. Even 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 then, I didn't even pay attention to Stranger Things enough to hear that song. And then my girlfriend brought it up the one day. She's like, yeah, so that Kate Bush song mm-hmm. is like really big again. I'm like, what Kate Bush? I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, it was in Stranger Things. I'm like, I have no idea. Like I've, that she played me the song. I'm like, turn this off. Why is this popular? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, actually, she actually started her whole career up named uh, Katie Shrub, and then changed her <laughs> name and became uh, a big, uh, popular. <laughs> As it got to the '90s, she was uh, Kate Landing Strip. <laughs> <laughs> She's Kelly Arborvitae. <laughs> Yeah, but I liked when she finished with uh, Susie's shave down under. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Moving on. No, let's run. A, let's run a, up that hill. It's a unanimous. We all said no. None of us like her. We do have a new uh, a new part of the whole Hall of Fame thing that we need to bring up for everybody. Yeah, this is. This is, we won't be using this. Nate's gonna Nate's bringing it up to it you will, it, right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I'm gonna use my one time only veto. <laughs> so, so going forward, if enough about it, or if somebody's getting voted into the real Hall of Fame, you feel strongly enough about it, you have one veto that you can use, like a one all time veto. And one all time. Even if, if everybody is against you, you can use your veto, and that's that's it. Then they're either in or they're out, and they can't, can't be brought up again. I'm only gonna want to use this as the hammer to make sure that my a band that I like gets in or stays in. I should say. Yeah. Because this only counts for the voting out of the Hall of Fame, or is this also for putting it for both, for both, for both, for both? But it's only once for both. What once for both, and you never get it again. Damn. We could do this podcast for fifty years, and you'll never have it again. Dude, I can't wait to record this podcast when I'm (laughs) eighty-nine. Well, the new Metallica AI album just came out. <laughs> He'll be voting uh, Lawrence Welkin to pack in. <laughs> well, Kate Bush, sorry, uh, hardly knew ye, but you're out of the Hall of Fame, and uh, enjoy your two three weeks. I say we just made that Hall a lot better just by doing that. But let's replace her real quick. I have a good vote here. Uh, a band we've already talked about today. We all drool over constantly electric callboy nice i think allison (laughs) i think this is allison chains that's my vote for going into the untouchable category a band that we think is so amazing start to finish the entire catalog that they're a key part of rock and roll history in my opinion i'm with you you know i really don't i don't think so that's called sarcasm, boys. Of course, I think it doesn't change me. I thought you were serious. That was, oh, that was I thought I thought we were going to get a veto use already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> try to get try to get everybody to use their veto so I could put Limp Biscuit in there. Oh, I, <laughs> my love, man. 
I was going to hang up on you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. I mean, now that this Hall of Fame is looking better, better every day. Um, there's a real big list for us to go through over the last few months, just from who got in this time around. I know we all looked at the list and went, what the fuck just happened? This is getting out of hand. Little, little out of hand Hall of Fame voting. Um, but whatever. I guess at this point, just put in whoever you want. You could fart on a snare drum and get in. So uh, Metallica, is Metallica's that in there? <laughs> I'll be there this weekend. I'll have a talk with somebody about it. Perfect. Oh, you're going to Cleveland. Sorry to our Cleveland yep. listeners. I love <laughs> I like Cleveland. That was a joke. <laughs> Stop joking so much. You're like the boy that cried wolf. Listen, dude, Cleveland's in Ohio. That's America's shirt pocket. <laughs> it is America's shirt pocket. I need a pocket protector then. <laughs> That's the construction. All right. Well, this brings us to our main event for the day. For this month, we have decided to do another draft. Uh, in the past, our drafts were formulated around the idea of having a Mount Rushmore of guitarists or the Mount Rushmore of front man, front woman slash lead singer, uh, abandoning doing any sort of musician worship. And we're just talking cover songs. That's what this draft's all about. We, what we're all going to draft is our favorite or what we deem to be the some of the best cover songs of all time. And uh, we, before we do the draft, uh, I'm, I'm going to go around and, and just ask all of you. I want to know what you guys think makes a good cover song. Doug, let's hear from you first. I don't know. A lot of people like it when a band really switches, um, like puts their own twist on a cover song. I, I you know, I don't know, man. It really depends on the band. But I really like a good band doing a good song. Just great. You know what I mean? Just not adding or taking anything away, but just like, here's this song. You all know it. And we're going to play this tune as best as we can. So I, I, I kind of tend to lean towards songs like that. Um, you know, I mean, there's some out there, I guess, that, uh, you know, really switch it up a little bit. But for the most part, I like it when a band really sticks to the uh, to the tune as much as they can. I get that. What do you think, Nate? Did you say me and my computer was spazzing out? Yes, yeah. you. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> I I like both. As long as it's well done by the artist that's doing it, like I, there's there's covers that I enjoy. Like I, I I like I'm I'm with Doug where if they play the song the way the original artist intended it to be, I think that's the sign of a pretty good artist because it's difficult to play somebody else's music well. So there, I got a lot of uh, admiration for somebody who can do that well especially if it's a, a good song. But I also like it when an artist will take a song and make it their own. Not completely change it, but just add a little bit to it or change the style a little bit. I think uh, uh, just makes it makes it fun for 
you know, different take on on the same song. <clears throat> yeah. Like yeah. I, I wish we could have done our uh, our metal cover of the Thunder Rolls. I still think that would have been awesome. What was the one I wanted to do? I wanted to do live, um, live. Lakini's Juice would have been a good metal yes, metal one. That, yeah. that was it. Yeah. Yeah, I would have been all about that one too. <clears throat> yeah, Jarka, what do you think a good cover song is? Oh no, we can't hear you. Man, we're glitching. We have glitches all over the place today. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah, now we can hear you. Okay, so I was playing with it on mute on the train. But um, like you, like we said, we uh, you can make it your own. You can do it like try to do it exactly. In some cases, sometimes you take a a song and a band elevates it. Like they can add on to it, make for you know a, a new genre, a new generation. And then sometimes you just take something. Sometimes I like when I, there's just something completely off the wall and just it's just something that makes you laugh. It's just it's just fun, something like that. I have some, I have some on my list like that too. Yeah, I like that. Mike, hey, so I kind of agree with everybody. Just kind of like all of the above, like not necessarily play it exactly how it was written. They kind of put their own twist on it. But I mean, or maybe make it more modern sounding or dare I say, do a metal version of something. Mm. So sneak peek at your list. Yeah, this might be something in there. Yeah. I like it. If it goes like any other draft, though, it'll get picked. So that's whatever. Well, maybe you'll have the first pick this time. That takes us to that portion of the draft which is finding out the draft order so i go if you ever listen to my show crafting and drafting you know how this goes uh everyone except for mike has been on my show before so they know how this goes go to <laughs> i put down all the our names and i just randomize it and normally there's someone here to show but you guys will just have to trust me i'll hit it three times so once we got mike with the first pick sorry mike second time dave's got the first pick and third time, Doug has the first pick. Mike, you're second. Nate, you're third. Jarka, you're going to be fourth. And I will be fifth. And we will do the classic snake draft. So I will get two picks. And let's do a plan on a minimal of five picks. But we'll see. Maybe we can bang out a quick seven. We're doing really good on time, in my opinion, right now. So Everyone good with that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Without further ado, the first pick of the cover, the best cover songs draft. Doug, you're on the clock. All right. Well, I'm going to pick a song, but I'm don't necessarily want to like pick this song, but I'm going to because you can pick any one of the songs that this band does. Uh, I'm going to say going to California from heart. And I'm going to say that any Led Zeppelin song that Hart does is fantastic. I mean, I, I saw him do a bunch of Zeppelin songs live. Um, I've heard him, you know, just, you know, on 
whatever, you know, TV shows or I think they did one on a, like some award show. But every time I hear Hart do a Zeppelin song, it is just incredible. But I'll just pick going to California. Cool. I love them uh, when they were on the Led Zeppelin. Well, they received like a war, like a, a medal of honor, and they held a huge tribute concert with all sorts of different acts. And mm-hmm. Hart did Stairway to Heaven. That one. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Kennedy Center or whatever I think it was or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, I think that's right. Great choice. They are. They're phenomenal at it. Um, in a lot of ways, they're the, the, the greatest cover band of all time. Oh, they're great. Yeah. Good stuff. Mike, you're next. Oh. He's not ready. He was, re- he was ready for his pick to be taken. No, no. I'm just looking. It's like I don't have anything that's worthy of a first-round pick because like, nobody's going to pick any of these. So we'll go with my favorite cover song. We're going to go with uh, Fortunate Son by Clutch, covering the CCR classic. Oh. That is I good. haven't heard this. You haven't? I suggest you do. It might be better than the CCR version. Uh, I imagine it would be because I am not a fan of CCR. <laughs> mm-hmm. My dad hated it, so... Because, you know, clutches from 1980 or newer. Pops doesn't <laughs> like anything newer than 1980. <sighs> That's good shit. And anytime clutch wants to cover anyone, I think they stand a decent chance of pulling out something really good, in my opinion. Sure. Uh, who's next? Sorry. I navigated away from the draft list. Nate, you're next. So, uh, since he ha- it hasn't been taken yet, I, I feel like it has to be taken now because it's probably the best cover or take on a song. Uh, but Johnny Cash hurt. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That oh, that yeah. I Definitely. I don't know. I didn't think. I thought that was not going to be here. So I'll take it. That's not fair. I didn't <laughs> yeah. even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's why this subject this subject sucks because there's so many out there it's like oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah it almost, it almost <laughs> falls into the same category as and I'm I'm gonna just go ahead and blow it I mean I can't stop Dark anyways if he wants to take this next but along the watchtower Jimi Hendrix it, in my opinion the song that Jimi Hendrix does compared to the Bob Dylan original they're two totally different songs just as much as Nine Inch Nails Hurt and Johnny Cash's Hurt are two totally different songs. The only thing that's shared is lyrics and the meaning behind the lyrics. Because I think Johnny really connected with this song. I think that's why he picked that song. Yeah, you you could you could feel it in his song. Like when you when you listen to that song, like you can you can feel it. Like you can feel the like the, the pain that like he's singing about. Like it's I don't know. It's a good one. You know, uh, that pain's called arthritis. 
<laughs> oh, I'm definitely getting that. So I know you what know, that's there's, like. <laughs> there's people that actually think Nine Inch Nails covered Johnny Cash. Oh, yeah. that drives me nuts, dude. dude at what did before night, like during the Nine Inch Nails set last year, Louder Than Life, there were people like oh, play the Johnny song. Oh, <laughs> uh, like, like, look at it. Like, ugh. I love that because I don't like the Nine Inch Nails version. <laughs> I don't like that. I'm not a big Nine Inch Nails fan. Neither am I, but live, it's fantastic. Uh, they're they're a bucket list but live fan for me. Yeah, they were for me as well. Like I'm not a fan, but like I was like I got to see this live. I've seen I don't... it four times. <sighs> really? Wow. Disney. At the top of my list. Oh yeah. I had hurt. I had hurt number one. So. I was I was as, as you should have. <laughs> if you were taken hurt, I was taking it. Yeah. Yeah. First mm-hmm. round worthy. I mean. Phenomenal. It, it it falls in the exact opposite of what Doug was talking about, where that sounds nothing like the original. Like it's got the same somberness. That's about it. Right. It's the same way he does Rusty Cage from Soundgarden. Oh it really dude, it does, amazing cover. But it doesn't sound anything like the song, really. No, I'm gonna add that to my list. I may not draft it, but I'm adding it to my list. I'm making a, a playlist for myself of all these great covers. They're done. There it is. There it is. Hey, that's not me. I'm outside. That might be coming my way, though, since you're Depew. Oh, oh it'll go your way. It's going to be yeah. in stereo soon. Awesome. <laughs> it's Hey, guys, it's Thomas saying hi. Oh, hi. Now someone needs to take a Beatles tune. Uh, Jarka, your first pick. I'm going to go with another Led Zeppelin cover here uh we're gonna do a tools cover of no quarter oh wow yeah i if you take a led zeppelin song and you make it two minutes longer and you add a second guitarist to it and you just completely modernize it from i don't know how many years 40 years it just it just i i never heard i hadn't heard no quarter before out of all the led zeppelin songs when i first heard it in high school and I'm just like, wow, this song is just so majestic. And then and then I went back and I listened to Led Zeppelin's No Quarter. And I'm just like, what? Like, that's like, I, it, just, it, it just completely blows the original out of the water to me. And then this dude after the Led Zeppelin song, I, I, I had to take that with, if, as my number two if I couldn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. Cool. Good pick. That's a good pick. Yeah. Are we are we saying that Jimi Hendrix's cover of All Along the Watchtower is in fact a cover? It is. Yeah, it most is. It people, definitely is. But most people don't know Bob Dylan's version. No. Because Jimi Hendrix did so much better with it. <laughs> in fact, and I Bob Dylan has said as much that it's Jimmy's song now. Um, but Trent Reznor said that about uh, Hurt too for Johnny Cash. I've also kind of liked the idea that Jimi Hendrix covered it, and then Dave Matthews Band covered it, and it's a cover of a cover. <laughs> Such a great concept that you can like, just keep changing it around enough that it ends up being something else. No, but I'll I'll take it. What I is a all time classic to me, something that I kind of grew up on. I'll take Guns N' Roses knocking on Heaven's Door. 
I get it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I fucking hate Axl Rose so much. <laughs> it's a nostalgia pick for me. I wasn't able to get hurt. Uh, I'm not really interested in taking all along the Watchtower. If anyone else wants to take that, you can have it. Knocking in Heaven's Door was the first song to me that I didn't know any different. That was the first song that I heard, and I didn't know it was a cover. And then I had since you know gone back and listened to the original. I was like, whoa, okay. I'm like, that's really cool that you took that song and you were able to put just enough of a spin on it. Because it does stick to the melody really well. It it, it kind of hits the same, for the most part, the same level of intensity. You know, it does pick it up there for a little bit for you, but at the same time, I think it stays pretty true with just a modern take. You know, just an updated take. As a Beatles fan, I thought you might take uh, Live and Let Die. I am a Beatles fan. I do have a cover on here of a Beatles song, but I can wait on that big time because I know no so, take it. I need to uh correct you. That is not a Beatles song. It's a that Paul McCartney. Is, it is a Paul McCartney song and it is actually a theme song to a James Bond movie. Oh, I did that not know that. Literally a James Bond Live and Let Die. It was it's the theme song to a James Bond movie. I can't tell when you're serious anymore, Doug. I'm dead serious. serious. It's just like Adele doing uh, Skyfall or any of that. I that is literally a, a opening theme song to uh, James Bond. And it's a banger. <laughs> a banger. Yeah. And you want to you know something funny about this? Is that how corny and whatever I am. I'm just such a huge james bond fan that um when it was presented uh to the people making the movie um they were like oh wow this is a great song so who's gonna sing it and they were like uh it's paul mccartney and they're like well yeah but who are we gonna actually have sing it they're like paul mccartney man i mean they they literally weren't even gonna even consider him just doing the song that's awesome and and uh what's his name um was there a producer again oh my gosh oh from apple records i don't know yeah oh jeez I, I i'm so lame i can't remember this but uh he was like yeah either you keep paul mccartney or it's not happening <laughs> right. Right. so there it is yeah good stuff um yeah. how about this then instead of taking a beatles tune i will take back to back solo songs from a Beatle and I'll do Perfect Circles Imagine. Have you guys oh. heard their cover of Imagine? Yeah, that's completely different take on the original. It's, completely it's better old. than the original. I haven't heard it. I don't... I Doug, don't you'll dig it. I love a Perfect Circle, dude, so yeah. I, I, I'm sure I will. Even yeah. as in a... Per- as in a Perfect Circle fan, I, I don't know. Like I've it's kind of grown on me over the years, but at first I didn't even like that whole album. But like it's 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 grown on me over the years as I kind of kind of understand what they were trying to get full bit with it. Mm-hmm. It's so cool because you know the 
the piano is he, he's got the pedals down pretty much the whole time and he's letting the notes just keep bleeding into one another and he's i know he's changing them um, you know they're they've changed the key on it obviously and they brought it like way the hell down but the drums too the drums are just it's just like basically just like kick drum and tom and and there's like they would not let any happiness into that song it's so wow. epic it's so epic so yeah i, I took a back-to-back uh beatles solo project tunes which i wasn't planning on but that's the way it goes jarka your second pick all right um another one i don't want anybody to get um face no more covering easy by lionel richie i believe oh wow yeah yeah that's mike Patton. when you can sing a song make a lionel richie song sound better than how he sings it my god he's he's amazing it's a a great version yeah it's it's just what i when i finally realized like that was him after all those years after years and i'm just like well this is this guy is the best singer in in the world like just and then there's the one if you ever find a live version of it He's talking. He, he's making jokes about having hemorrhoids in between all the lyrics, and then I think at the end he's making fart noises through it, which is completely like totally faith no more thing to do. We take a whole real serious, like a somber song like that, and just make it like obscenely gross, funny like that. I like that. <laughs> Good shit, dude. Uh, Nate. All right, so here I am going to take a cover uh, from Between the Buried and Me. Uh, They have an entire album of covers. There are songs that inspired them uh, throughout the years. Uh, But they, uh, even now as I'm looking at their list of songs, I don't know which one I want to pick. But I am going to take their cover of us and them. Um, I feel like Pink Floyd is a band that is hard to cover and get do it justice, but they fucking nail this song. It is such a good cover. And it's one, it's one where they play the song as it was meant to be like, as it was written, like they don't really go off on it. They don't do their own thing. And it just, they, they they do such a great job with it. Cool. I'll have to check that out. Uh, I, the, I the whole the whole album that they have is is really good. They do a pretty wide variety of different artists. I don't wanna. There may or may not be more songs from that album on my list, so I'm not gonna say anything more. Nice picnic. Thanks. Wow, Vegas is opening up on Dallas right now. What score? Three nothing. Oh, twelve fifty to go in the first. Can they both lose? I don't like any of the four teams left. (laughs) I'm all. I'm all all for Florida, man. Yeah, me too. I no. I. I don't want to see Ted Chucks. I'm a I, I want to see Reinhardt win. 
Me too. But I don't Ryan care about anybody else. I want to see Reinhardt beat Eichel for the coach. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, Mike. Mike? I don't know. You have to pick. I know. Oh, he's keeping us <laughs> in suspense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, hmm. Oh, that's a great one. I'm going to take Planet Caravan by Pantera because I have a feeling that that would get picked by somebody else if I don't. I have that I don't know what that is. What? I heard it. What? I don't know it either. What? Two you guitarists? You do this a lot. You, we can't know it's, everything. It's Pantera. I've, I'm not I, a huge well, Pantera fan. I know maybe like... Uh, oh, fucking shock, Nate. No way. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Sabbath cover. Isn't okay. that on an album? That's on it, a record. It is. It's on... It's, oh, Jesus. It's Cowboys on... From uh, Help. I, I was no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. No, it's on the one with it kind of looks like an far, X-ray. Far beyond driven. Far beyond. Okay, far beyond driven. Yeah, the, the drill in his head. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I don't know, and I'm an asshole. So what? That's just shocking. Oh, That's all. I don't know. <laughs> you guys played guitar at a metal band. Don't even know. I Pantera also don't songs. remember oh. song titles. I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I get that. That because I I'm stupid with that too. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Like, you could name it. You're the biggest dumbass for listening to this song. And I would love that song. Even it's though like that, dumbass. That's why I never got you that. Would, whole, you like, would know it as track four from, uh, yeah. from this, this particular <laughs> album. Uh, dude, it's track four from their sixth album. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Name three songs, get, dude, I can't. That's what you get for uh, growing up in the, in the area of uh, no records or cassettes. It it really compact bad, Doug. It was really bad when it was just me going to, and this is only going to work for me and Alex and you. But when I would go and see Cliff in the laminating room, and I would give him a list of bands, I'm like, "Give me all their albums. Here, here's six bands. Give me all their albums." And I would buy burn CDs off of them. He's not taking the time to write down all the songs. You know what no. I mean? But yeah, he's going to rip them yeah, for yeah. me. Exactly. <laughs> Brian can't tell you his song title, but they'll sing every fucking word. <laughs> all the doo-doo-doos. I'm there for the doo-doo-doos all day. <laughs> Don't yeah. forget the yes. The yeah, yes. And the woes. I remember Brian being in his work area going, knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. All right, that was a dig. Sorry. Oh, I was keeping beat for you. <laughs> Doug for two, your second and third pick. All right. All right, I'm going to go <clears throat> for this one. Uh, I'm going to go for any version that Steve Ray Vaughn does of Jimi Hendrix's Voodoo Child. Uh, he, to me, could probably play that song better than Stevie or Stevie, uh, Jimi Hendrix. I, I, I do. I have seen this guy do this song. I can't even put words to it. I can't. The, the stuff that that dude can do on guitar is just insane. But Voodoo Child, 
he just rips it up every single time I've heard any version of him doing it. It's just incredible. So that's he might he might be the art. If I could go back in time and see any artist, I think he might be my choice. Oh my gosh, it's just he is just so he is so one of a kind. It it's almost cliche <laughs> because. People just say, oh, Stevie Ray, Stevie Ray, Stevie Ray. But yeah, he was that good. He was that good. You know, it's just crazy. It's just, it was just, it's just not, whatever. I mean, I love it. Anyway, so that's that pick. So now I'm going to turn this around and go to a little throwback that uh, Dave was talking about, kind of. And I am going to pick a song by Avenge uh, Sevenfold doing Mr. Bungle's Retro Vertigo. Did you guys ever hear this? Really? I have not heard that. My Lord, dude. First of all, Mr. Bungle, that song by Mr. Bungle is fantastic. And they do a great job of it. They do a great job. So I need to. I'm, I'm writing that down right now yeah. for the listen to. Mr. Bungles. I've never seen Dave get so excited on the podcast before. I, <laughs> He's like, I do missed, they really? Mr. <laughs> the whites cover? of his eyes. Mr. What's Bungle that? cover? Mr. Bungle cover. That's yeah. I'm I'm all, I'm all ears. What is this yeah. song title? It's called Retro Vertigo. Retro Vertigo. Okay. I will check it out. When you the actual the, the actual song is on uh, Mr. Bungle's record California, which is one of my all time probably top ten favorite records. It is fantastic, man. Mm-hmm. So. I have a question. Yeah, is it a is it a cover song? If the original artist is also on the song being covered by a band. Oh, oh! so you would mean like if Rush, <laughs> I might be going really obscure here, Rush covering uh, Max Webster's, um, uh, what the heck is that song? Feel the no way I feel, you know, because they, both sing on that song. So if Rush did it as a cover song, or is it a, not? No, I'm guessing that or, one's not. Or do I, you I, mean you like, know like if? Uh, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Battle Sky or something like that. It's called. I, I was thinking along the lines. Like, do they provide the music for it? Like the original? Well, the band, the, the band in particular, I'm speaking of is the band is covering it, but. The original singer is also it's like featuring. Is right. the original singer a part of the band who is covering it? No. Just he's just a guest. He's just featuring and being a guest on it, yes. Uh, it was written record it was recorded and on an album too. Like you could look it up by this sure, band. It's just sure, the original sure. singer sings on it as well. I'm sure. they go for it. Yeah, why not? Um, I was just curious. That reminds me of when Sum 41 had Mike Shinoda from Lincoln Park come on 
and they did closer together. Right, but it's not going to be. It's going to be what? It's going to be listed under. Uh, it's probably going to be listed under some forty-one. Okay, so then it's a cover. I guess. Okay. So. All right. I was just curious. I mean, I love the brain exercise you're making us do. Both of you. Brain games. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, great choices by the Creole crocodile there. Um, damn, I love you added you added something for me and uh, Jarka to go check out after the pod here, so that's fun. Mike, your third, sir. Bless you. He takes. Mm. He takes the longest. I'm gonna have to, I know, dude, because like I. I like all. I like this whole list. Vote for and everyone. Listen. Just take Mike's behind blue eyes is, already. Ah. Biscuit. That was an yeah. Olympus cover I have down. <laughs> Neither is the other one that you think it would be. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Rage Against the Machines. How I could just kill a man. Ooh. Well, I don't know if I've ever heard them do that. Oh, it's good. That wow. that would always that would that's what gave me. Before they did Prophets of Rage, before it was uh, Chuck D and Be Real, Cypress Hill, I used to make a joke and be like, and sing a Rage song, but like, like I like as if I was Be Real, and um, and that's where the idea came from that particular song. And then you know, eight nine years later, here they are touring as Prophets of Rage with Be Real and Chuck D, and I actually got to hear my whole. Uh, funny idea come to fruition live and in person but uh but yeah i really i really enjoy that that version it's like uh it's one of those things where like a hip-hop song could also be a metal song um and that was that one there just like proves it yeah with some crunchy guitars behind something and boom I, I do remember standing somewhere drinking beers and listening to music before going somewhere. So I'm going to guess it was probably a Bills game. Um, you were telling me about that, how you had you had <laughs> accidentally created profits <laughs> of rage and you didn't mean to. <laughs> That's funny shit. It's coming uh, back around again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good shit, good shit. Nate, go ahead. You're uh, now with you with the sun on your face. Look at you. Oh, I turned the light on because the sun went bye-bye. Oh, never mind. And it's dark in here. <laughs> um, I am going to take a uh, Michael Jackson cover at this spot here. Take Don't alien do it. Farm you son of a bitch. That's the one I was off. looking at. I'm like, no, oh, nobody's going to pick that. It can wait. I knew it. No. I asked Chrissy before doing this podcast when I was out there oh. listening to music that I was playing one of my, you know, the cover playlists I stumbled across and that came on and I asked her, you think this is worth a first round pick? And she goes, if it's not, then there's an issue. So we have an issue. It went to the third round. I uh, sleeper. It's a sleeper pick. I, I agree that it could have been a first rounder. But uh, yeah, I'll take I think I'm happy I I personally personally think that Alien Ant Farm is one of the more underrated bands ever. I I agree with that. That album's fantastic. It is even I the fuck even their uh the album after that too. 
Like those first two albums are just whoo. At the movies is a great tune. Yeah, yes. I think uh, Alien and Abraham. Like video. Be underground. There it is. Doug, you cut out for a second. Alien Afrom, it, it ruined your joke, but can you do it again? They deserve to be underground. Because yep. <laughs> it's an ant farm. <laughs> uh, dude, I, I, I'm sorry with that band. <laughs> I, just, I just can't. <laughs> I just can't. It is a right, quirky Nate? name. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Jerrica. Um, let's go a little bit heavier this one. Um, we'll take oh, kill switch. If let's kill switch engage doing holy diver. Oh, you son of a bitch! Oh. I for I, that's not on my list that it should be. That's one of those ones. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. that was that, that, that was, was a thing. That was one that I was gonna take. You haven't heard <clears> this one either. Oh, I got to see. I got to see them play it with Howard, and I got to see them play it with Jesse. Oh really? Yeah, together, uh, didn't they do that together? Yeah. Did they do Holy Diver together? No, they did. Um, they did it together when we saw them at the at the, the shitty fucking oh fucking armor. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, the armory, Main Street Armory. Uh, was that song? What's that? Was it Signal Fire? Yeah, they were they were they're both on it. They recorded it together. That was cool seeing that live. And then I think they I think they did that song and then they stayed on stage together and then they did Holy Diver. They did another they did like three three or four songs together. I know that. Yeah. I'll tell Nate about it. He was mildly interested. Being a non huge Howard fan. I believe that I could see Nate just not liking Kill Switch Engage. No, Nate loves Kill Switch. No, I know. I was I, just messing with him. I have a <laughs> that. Their lyrics are tattooed on my wrist. <laughs> Holy diver! <laughs> you got cover lyrics tattooed on you? Now, what do you say you got Holy Diver on you? Is that, I, is that a kill switch? That could, that could be a fun tattoo. A Holy Diver-themed tattoo. Nature's got himself riding a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> it's his back piece. Yeah. In the midnight sea. <laughs> All right. I get two picks here i want to stick heavy uh keep the theme going here i might go back to back heavy tunes uh let's go with our last night covering astronaut in the ocean you guys know this song astronaut in the ocean it's kind of a current pop song okay nope no i i love when metal bands take a pop song and make it fucking slam. Like all those Papa Goes Punk albums? That's how this song is. It, oh, okay. It, like you said Our Last Night. That's uh, that's recent. What do you mean it's recent? They're a recent band. I don't know them other than a few songs. They uh, were like, they're, they're like 2008 to 2014 band. Were they? Okay. Yeah. That's not so recent anymore. You know... Shush. <laughs> That's true, dude. I still, dude. I, I still think five years ago was 1995. I know, I do too. <laughs> and then uh, let's go with Nate would take this. I'll let him take it if he does. Let's go with a local band, a Buffalo band, 
The band is the Belladonna, and uh, I'll go Jesus. with their cover of Kesha's Blow. Fucking hate Kesha. Yeah, but that song rules. That's better than her <laughs> version. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh. I'll send I'll send these to you, Doug. Um, you may right. love them, but I want I want you to hear just, and then it's up to you to listen to the original, which will be even more fun for me. Oh, you know, I'll do save it. it. We got to hang out and drink, and then I'll force you to listen to it as I stare at you and see what it does. <laughs> I did that to you the other night with Electric Cowboy. You did, and I I took it like hyper, a hyper. I took it like a man. Um, no, but this the the Belladonna cover of Kesha's Blow was literally mind-blowing of just, what are we listening to right now? I know these lyrics. I know this song. It sounds nothing like the original, but it does. It hits on all the right parts. And uh, the video is fucking awesome. It's uh, uh, basically black and white, but anytime there's blood, it shows up. And it's a like a zombie chasing this dude through like basically the woods of Buffalo, like around here in Western New York. Like he's running over like a frozen Creek and shit. And he's got a zombie chasing behind him. But the whole time a pop cover song, metal cover, covering metal song. Uh, good shit. I'm going to share it to the group page and then Doug won't see it anyways. <laughs> Just put it in a meme. I'll definitely watch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I just made my fourth, third, and fourth. So this will be Jarka's fourth. I want to keep us on track here. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna get heavy still with this one. Keep um, it going. Uh, Cannibal Corpse doing zero, zero the hero. Um, Black Sabbath. Uh, I believe Ian Gillen album. And uh, I, it's it's funny because it's what I, it's kind of ironic that they're doing a cover because it's probably ended up being like their slowest song and it's a fucking Black Sabbath song. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still it, it's so it's real dark. It's real evil. It's 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 still it's still pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I've definitely heard this. Yeah, I know I've heard it too. No, I've heard it too. I'm I'm pretty sure Dean showed it to me. Yeah, I probably did. Yeah, because I was trying to show him like, hey, check out this cover. He goes, that's a terrible cover. Listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> when you said Event Sevenfold, I had another cover of theirs, uh, them covering someone else that popped in my head. I wonder if it'll show up on this draft. We'll see. Uh, who's next? Who goes after Dave? Oh, Nate does. I am not going to go heavy. Uh, this is probably the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Um, but it is a cover of Radiohead song, Creep. I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with the artist uh, Scott Bradley's Postmodern Jukebox. Uh, but I am taking their version of Creep. It's uh, they're the singer. They have different singers for whole all their songs, but the singer's name is uh, Haley Reinhardt. The version of this song is just amazing. It's like a, uh, I don't know, like twenties jazz style to the song. Like it's it's awesome. It's just yeah. incredible. 
Yeah, I mean that's a their thing is they just take songs. Oh. Yeah, it's all all covers. That is probably my favorite that they've done, but there is one other that I thought about putting down on this list. Yeah. Of uh pretty game changing. But I feel like I should probably look up who it is first, who's actually singing it. Um good shit, dude. Yeah, everyone check out Postmodern Jukebox. They're fun. You can find them on Facebook. Um, Mike. Yes. Your pick. Uh, how about a, oh, I don't know. Shike, what do you guys say? Go heavy or go happy? Happy. All right, do, we'll go happy. I'm torn between these two. I'm going to go with the greatest cover band of all time, Me First and the Gimme Gimme's, uh, their cover of Rocket Man. Oh, okay. Super, super happy. Oh, you just gave me an idea for another one. I did not. I listened to them cover a few different songs. I did not hear that one, though, I don't think. You know what's funny about Me First and the Gimme Gimme's is uh, my friend Mike. And uh, Brian, I know at least you know Joel. Joel just joined the band. Uh, They're called the Gimme Gimme's. They are a tribute to the greatest cover band of all time. (laughs) (laughs) like when mike first started the band like i go to caitlin i'm like yeah yeah they're gonna be the gimme gimme she's like so they're like a cover of a cover band like yeah and it's pretty fun you should come check them out you guys should all come check them out one of these nights yeah nate knows joel yeah okay i'm down for that yeah joel's uh joel's good yeah, he's a very talented friend. I yeah. hate how much talent he has. <laughs> he's got a lot of it. <laughs> I was like, dude, you have too much talent. Stop it. He's like, no, wait, guys. I play the saxophone on this song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. Awesome. So, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that means it's uh, Doug. It is my turn. And I'll tell you right now, I got 3% on my phone. So this is probably going to be my last pick. Uh, so, take, two. take two picks. <laughs> so I'm going to go with a, a, a bit of a broad thing. You can pick any one of the songs off of the record, but I'm going to pick, um, I don't need. Man, offhand, I don't even know if there's actually a title for this record, but the Prime Primus released a live record where they redo the entire album of Pink Floyd's Animals. And it's it um, oh, um, it's a, it's under a different artist name though. Oh, okay. Les Claypool's uh, oh, Green. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing that's there coming to the car park this year. Yeah, absolutely. So um, that is that it is just unbelievable, man. They do such a great job. I, I love it. I really dug it. I was into that for a very long time when that came out. And uh, yeah, you should check that out. I don't know how familiar you guys are with Pink Floyd's Animals Records, but it's one of their better ones. And yeah. um I'd say probably this is going to be my last pick is it is called the 
Al Michaels. Oh my uh, God. Is it tribute or Al Michaels affair? Affair. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Yeah. Dude. That dude, that, so that whole album is fantastic. <laughs> Isn't it, dude? <laughs> Enter the 37th Chamber, it's called. Oh, dude, it's so cool. They redo all these Wu-Tang songs, but it's all like this. It's horn sections. Like, and Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, it's like Wu-Tang, but elevator music. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But, it's, but they stay pretty true to the, to the, the actual song, though. Yeah. Man. It's kind of like, you know, do-do-do-do-do-do. It's really cool, man. You guys got to check it out. I will. But I'll pick that song, you know. Good choice. But yeah. Yeah. Elevator music on his way out. <laughs> <laughs> Good this shit. That's what I get for not charging my phone. Yeah. It's all right. We're probably going to, we're going to wrap at five, I think. Five is a good number. This is the last round then. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we could revisit this another day if we felt like it. Um, who goes after Doug? You guys remember the order? Because I keep back to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you. All right. So this is the last round, and what Mount Rushmore cover songs? What what kind of what kind of what kind of Mount Rushmore would it be without a Limp Biscuit cover? <laughs> but Mount Rushmore. But would have been better. But I'm not going with one that you guys probably even know they covered this because I didn't know until like three weeks ago. Limp Biscuit's cover of Ministries Thieves. Really? Yeah. And it's actually really good. And I'm not saying that as like, oh, Mike likes Limp Biscuit. It's actually a pretty <laughs> good cover. I might I'm writing that one down. I'm Mm-hmm. That came on the one day randomly, and I'm like, "What is this? It sounds like Limp Biscuit." But I know this song, and I'm like, "No way!" They're covering a ministry tune. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I got I got to listen to that. That's... All right. Well, you got your Limp Biscuit quote in. Good job. Hey, Fred Durst is going to be on that Mount Rushmore one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, your last pick. Oh, I made a mistake. I started looking at a list of cover songs, and now I don't know what to do. So I got to go with the one that I just found. I completely forgot about this song. It's a, uh, Johnny, it's a cover of Johnny Cash. So what a way to round it out. I started with a cover of uh, Johnny Cash doing a cover, and now I'm going to go with uh, Social Distortion's uh, version of uh, Ring of Fire. Ooh, nice. I fucking love that song. Their, well, both songs, but their version of the song is it's a great rendition of it. Absolutely. Very cool. So in a way, that's actually a full circle of June Carter. Because June Carter wrote this song for John. Wrote it for Johnny Cash or wrote it and then Johnny Cash played it? She wrote it for him to perform. So So it's it's not a cover. It's a Johnny Cash song. No, no, but I'm still going to give June Carter credit for the. Sure. Whatever floats your boat. (laughs) (laughs) I drafted her in my celebrity crush draft. (laughs) 
Oh, so there was a bias behind your statement. <laughs> a little bit. She's she's she was sexy for uh, you know, lady back in the day, back in the forties, fifties. But is she sober? I don't know if she's sober. <laughs> I hope you get to drink in heaven or else I don't want to be there. Let's go to Jarka for his last one. And you have been the biggest wild card, I think, my friend. It's going to get even bigger here. I I, I got a house. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Ghost Adventures. <laughs> I'll punch you in the face. <laughs> you want us here? You, you have now entered hell. <laughs> um, this is really out there, but I just have to do it because I'm. It's a B-52's cover of the song "Girls on Film" by the Wesley Willis Fiasco. Now we all know Wesley <laughs> Willis from the Rock and Roll McDonald's. Now, all right, Pete. Yeah. Recipes, 2003, August. I forgot what day, but uh, his birthday is May 31st coming up. Um, Didn't he anyway, die? He died. Yeah, 2003. Yeah, R.I.P. But uh, but uh, he did. He had a ba- before he got like with his like you know the the keyboards and everything that that people know him by. He actually had a band, and it was really really good band actually. <laughs> And a backing band, and uh, they did a cover of uh, "Girls on Film" by the B-52s. That kind of slaps. It's 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 out there, but it's I I I would I I would I wouldn't be doing Wesley Willis justice if I didn't mention it. And the last pick of the, the my last pick I had in the draft. So I, I like it. I like it. Rock and roll, McDonald's, indeed. Rock and yeah. roll McDonald's. Cut the mullet. I, I personally like suck a cheetah's dick. <laughs> <laughs> Lick a bulldog's nasty asshole. <laughs> oh man, I gotta go check out this song. I got some homework to do. It's the if if you're on it's the only Wesley Willis Fiasco song on Spotify. If it, you're okay. going off of that. It's easy enough. <laughs> there is an actual whole CD of Wesley Willis Fiasco. Um if you can, but I don't, I'm not sure why it's not up on Spotify. I don't it's know where you can be on find YouTube. it. You'll find it on YouTube for sure. Yeah. Good shit. Good shit. I will wrap this up. There's so many honorable mentions I want to hit, but let's go with a band that I knew I could wait on because none of y'all are fans. If Matt Edwards was on here, he might have been aware of this, but uh, Umphreys McGee did a cover of Beatles' I Want You, and it is the best staying true to a song, but elevating a song, and from an obviously a very historic, almost untouchable at time band, uh, for them to take on a song for the Beatles and then like make it their own, but at the same time, it just sounds like the original, but like times a million. Uh, it's a phenomenal cover. So I'll wrap up mine. Humphreys McGee's I Want You, or She's So Heavy, whatever you want to go. What you were going to make the pick, and then you said that I that you thought that I might take it. What was that going to be? I'm not even sure if you remember that this is a thing, but 
August Burns Red does uh, the Zelda theme. Oh, and, uh, oh. That or Hit Me Baby one more time. I've never heard that. I didn't know really? That, that was on my list. No, but I, I they do the Zelda theme, and God damn, it's fucking amazing to hear. Mm-hmm. We got to hear it. We got to hear it at the mm-hmm. armor. Um, armor. Yeah, the, uh, the armor. 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 E. Armor all. <laughs> Every time I talk about that place, I'm going to think of a new way. <laughs> when we saw my armor hot dogs, the armpittery. <laughs> That place sucks. Anywho, uh, they yeah, uh, they do uh, an amazing cover of the Zelda theme. I wasn't sure if that was on your radar. Uh, Doug mentioned Event Sevenfold. I, dear, I, I was like dead sure he was going to say their cover of Pantera's Walk, which I thought was kind of an iconic cover. I never heard it. You've never heard them do it? They do a really good job. Nope. I think I heard it a lot. They're they're phenomenal musicians. Yeah. Uh, I have a cover of an event sevenfold song um, on here. Maybe Mike would have been even able to guess it even uh, off of "Waking the Fallen." The song is "Reminiscence." I didn't and even know there was a cover. Upon a burning body. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It's fucking amazing. The first time I heard it, about halfway through the song, I was like, "This is pretty heavy for the most part, you know." And they stay true to like upon a pretty body, like sound wise, thing pretty deep. And uh, halfway through, I was like, "This is a cover. Who the? Oh, are they covering a Ben Seven? <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing." Uh, they also cover. Come on, what's the other Upon a Burning Body famous cover song? I know you know it. Oh, shit. Come on, Mike. They covered a uh, rap song, right? Oh, this is making me mad. This is the episode where we try and think of stuff and nothing works. What's it sound like? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally googling it as we. So I'm look. I'm looking through their songs. While you're, while you're thinking, oh, the uh, 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 turn down for what? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Wait, who covers that? The pond, pond burning, burning body. And in this, uh, this live or, or not even live, but uh, Ice T is uh, guesting on it, which is fun. Weezer's got a great cover album. I tell everyone to go check out the Teal album. They do? Yeah, the, all the 80s tunes like uh, Africa. Take- oh, oh, no. No. Okay. No, yeah. No, we no. just stopped talking right there. No. Wait, what Thank happened? you. Thank you, guys. What I fucking hate saying? that song. <laughs> Which one? I said, I was about to say three of them. The first one you said. Yeah, very first one. You could have stopped. You, yeah, you don't need to go any further. Well, they do a good job on it. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> no, next, one, <laughs> next one was Cake on Me. I don't like Cake on Me. Yeah. How about Mr. Blue Sky? Yeah. Everyone knows that from Guardians of the Galaxy. Hmm. So my uh my cover of Rocket Man, I originally had down as William Shatner's oh. version of Rocket Man. I get but, but I didn't want somebody to come at me with a technicality and be like, well... Wasn't that a spoken word album by William Shatner? Because it was. 
the spoken word podcast. <laughs> Dang, I didn't know I was going to catch so much heat for Weezer taking on something they grew up on. Man. Well, so just because yeah. they grew up on it doesn't mean they had to fucking make it their own and cover it. Yeah. They do a good job. Cool. Uh, well, maybe who does that song? Oh, I don't remember. Poco, uh, Toto is Africa. Toto. Toto. Yeah, maybe Toto shouldn't have done it either. I saw an interview with yeah. them. Like the whole band hated that song. Rightfully so. <laughs> and that it became this massive hit. Yeah, but the rains need to be blessed, everybody. They need to be blessed down in Africa or else. All right. Anyways. Anyways. My um, honorable mention, uh, and Mike, I know you know this guy, Jared Dines um, did a cover of Jonas Brothers' song Sucker with a couple of his buddies. And it is amazing. Yeah? Yes. I will send. Okay. And you can listen or not listen. Nate, you were going to say? Yeah. Uh, Goldfinger, 99 Red Balloons. Yeah. yeah. There's a few different covers of that song that I was getting down with. You know what genre loves to cover songs? Ska bands. Ska bands. Ska bands love covering songs. I heard like. Just take a song and make it happy. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Or or take a happy song and hey, let's can we put some horns behind this? Yeah, let's make, let's make people let's make people pogo dance to it. Yeah. <laughs> fine with Nate. That song that I was thinking of for um, postmodern was um, they do zombie with this chick Maya Sykes from Zombie. Was, what, I'm Reese. sorry, my computer was spazzing. Oh, okay, yeah, they do the. I don't Grammy. think I've heard that one. Oh man, okay, I'll put on that one too. They do uh they do Black Hole Sun as well yeah, with the same yeah. girl who sings Creep. And I that that's a great cover. And the last one that I would mention from them, if you like checking out just there they have a chick do a version of Teenage Dirtbag, but in the style of Janice Joplin. Oh, so it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> She's pretty cute. Who Janice Joplin? She's pretty dead. She's pretty dumb. Or weedest. The girl that was covering. Oh my! My phone's dying. Oh no! Well, that's right. We've we've talked enough. I'm sure. I was the my question I had about because if the original songwriter was on the album or was on the song was uh, Fear Factory's cover of Cars. It's Gary Newman. Gary yeah. Newman is on the on the track. Yep. That's fun. Oh, so we can love Cars, but. Do not like Toto, whatever. Uh, Cars is an iconic song. Cars. <laughs> Every day it's Cars. Oh, wait, but that's not it at all. What do you think we, uh, what do you think we got planned for the next year, guys? We got, we got good stuff, good stuff coming or like all of the good stuff. Lots of good stuff. Well, we're losing members left and right. Jerka's out. Mike's still hanging. Nate's still hanging. I'm glad you, the listeners, stayed hanging all these 12, now going on 13 episodes. Honestly, thank you. It's been a lot of fun chatting with my buddies. It's the main reason I wanted to start this podcast, was just to give me another reason to just chat music with all my buds. 
and it has been a blast so far. Um, gentlemen that have remained with me, thanks. Thanks for sticking with me. You're welcome. I'm giving you a thumbs up. Me too. Hey, okay. two of them. Listeners, uh, we're all giving thumbs up. Thumbs up. Everyone, thumbs up out your car windows as you're listening to this. Hit there in your Hit car. Hit that like button. <laughs> Hit the like and subscribe button. <laughs> Give us a quick follow. <laughs> uh, you do that stuff. Follow us on the Facebook page. Dave's uh, back. Jay. Welcome back. Hey. Dave's back. Welcome back, Dave. I made it. I my, <laughs> my, my phone's been in its charger the whole time, but my, this charger sucks. So it wasn't actually charging, apparently. <laughs> well, you oh. made it for the end. So anything yeah. to say to the listeners for uh, hanging with us for a year? Um, no, I'm, I'm glad that everybody, if you stuck around with us for the first year, you know, thank you. And hopefully, you know, another year or longer to go. Keep on listening. We got some more terrible takes and awful opinions coming your way. Yep. I'm hoping that's what everyone tunes in for or else. We're t- definitely got some more music for Nate to hate. Yeah, I was just say there's plenty more hate to come. <laughs> Here, I thought it was going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For Dave Jarka, Mike Gallardo, Nathan Gingrich, Dude Dougie, Alex Morris, and even sometime part of the podcast, Matt Edwards, we thank you all. And until next time. Uh...